Good morning, sunshine. Um, let's get us started off uh, with our worship service with a prayer this morning. God, we thank you for allowing us to be here this morning, dear Lord. We just thank you for um, your awesome sights outside, dear Lord. We thank you for the changing of the leaves uh, and how beautiful it is, um, and just the power that you show that, uh, that you can do those little things. God, I ask that you be with us uh, throughout this service. I ask that the music is pleasing to your ears. I ask uh, that you be with all the men serving today, and I ask also that you be with Jamie as he gives us a lesson. Uh, God, just uh, continue to go with us each and every day like you always do, and it's in your son's name I pray. Amen. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to Filled with His goodness, 
sunshine. Um, so Jamie's been going through his uh, series on patterns, and this morning is about worth. Uh, just for some context for the verse we're about to read. So we're going to read Matthew chapter 10, verses 27 through 31. Matthew 10, 27 through 31. We're going to read from the NIV, and then we'll read it again from the message. This is what I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the rooftops. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both body and soul in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. 
and then from the message. Don't be intimidated. Eventually, everything is going to be out in the open, and everyone will know how things really are. So don't hesitate to go public now. Don't be bluffed into silence by the threat of bullies. There's nothing they can do to your soul, your core being. Save your fear for God, who holds your entire life, body, and soul in his hands. What's the price of a pet canary? Some loose change, right? And God cares what happens to it even more than you do. He pays even greater attention to you, down to the last detail, even numbering the hairs on your head. So don't be intimidated by all this bully talk. You're worth more than a million canaries. Pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful fall morning you've blessed us with. Just uh, be with us as we go through this service that you may be praised. Everyone here could be uplifted and uh, take something home today that will make them uh, be able to live a better life for you. Um, Thank you for all the prayers that you have answered. We ask that you be with everyone on the prayer list. Uh, You know what their needs are. Just um, be with them. Be with the ones caring for them. Be with everyone that has some type of need that is not on the list. Just be with those people as well. Um, Just thank you for everything you give us. Most of all, I thank you for Jesus. In his name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise Jehovah. From the heavens, praise his name. Praise Jehovah in the highest. All his angels praise proclaim. All his hosts together praise him. Sun and moon and stars on high. Praise him, O ye and of heavens, and ye floods above the sky. Let them praise his King Jehovah, for his name alone is high, and his glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted far above the earth and sky. Let the praises give Jehovah, they were made at his command, then forever be established, his decree shall ever stand from the earth.
as we prepare to take the Lord's Supper, I'd like to uh, read from Matthew 26, 26. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it, and broke it. And he gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Please bow with me. Most gracious Heavenly Father, as we come before you, I ask that you bless this bread that we're about to partake of. It represents your body that was broken for us. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is said, shed for many for the remissions of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. Bow me, please. Our Heavenly Father, I ask that you bless this fruit of the vine, which represents your blood that you shed so graciously for us to wash away our sins. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.
Have you ever stood at the ocean with a white foam at your feet? Felt the endless thundering motion, then I say you've seen Jesus my Still, he don't call today. 
This morning, um, and Jared for worship, and Del Coon, and all those guys passing communion. It's a good day to be here, right? So let's pray together, and we will get on with this. Father, thanks for this day, and God, thank you for the worship we're able to bring to you. Thank you for our hearts as they're tuned as we sing and share with one another songs about you. And God, thank you for uh, these, all of us, those here in this room in this building today, um, family, friends, and loved ones. We get to hang out together, and, and Father, allow you to do your work in us, and we pray that your spirit would do that today. Father, we pray for everyone all over the world. We know that all your children today, we know we're, it's not limited to us. You've made that very clear in your word. So thank you that today, all over this world, there are people reaching out to you, and I pray you hear those prayers, Father, and I pray that you make a move and continue to move. But Father, for us right here, I pray that you stir our hearts. I pray that you bother us and mess with us, encourage us, draw us near. Help us not to be the same when we leave as we came into this place. For having been in your presence, Father, having sung cool songs to you and uh, heard your word, participated in communion. It's just good to be yours. Draw us near to you now, and we love you. In your son's name we pray, amen. So um, don't forget afterwards, uh, you don't need to rush out of here. One of the cooler things we get to do is eat. I mean, well, who doesn't want to do that? You come to church, eh, listen to Jamie, you know, whatever. But then we get to eat. So it's kind of like what you got to pay, you know, paying your price to get there. It's the cover charge. So we're going through worth for a, or through patterns for a while. Uh, this is our seventh um, um, message on that. And um, I think we could probably do like 50 or 100. And it doesn't get old to me. My goodness to you, you have to listen. I just get to talk at you for a little bit. But um, today we're going to talk about worth for a bit, as Zach had mentioned. And man, Zach, wonderful job with the thinking there along those lines. And as we think about worth, what I want you to do is remember not the churchy thing you think you believe about you. I don't you, I want you to remember the thing that, oh, I went to church today. I remember. I think I'm valuable. 
What I want you to do is remember who you really believe you are. And that's usually not the churchy thing. Where you think your value's found, the way you put yourself out, the way you share yourself, the way things you chase, and the way you search to try to find value in this life, the way you navigate life. Um, the truth of worth is, if you want to know what I believe about myself, come hang out with me for a while. Do what I do. Say, see what I say. What kind of music I listen to. What I hear. The way that I talk. And it won't be long until you start to understand what I think of myself. There's just no way around that when it comes out. And so we're going to talk about those things for a bit. But first, we want to go to the scripture and read as Zach read before. I just want this to be fresh on your mind. Sometimes, always Jesus says cool things, but sometimes Jesus just says something. And it's so profoundly simple, this like catches your breath, you know. So he's sending the disciples out. They're going to teach and they're going to preach. And he says, hey, you know, my spirit's going to be with you. You're going to heal sick. You're going to raise dead. You're going to teach the good news of the gospel. I mean, you're, he's introducing the kingdom to other disciples. Really cool thing. He says, but they're not going to always treat you so well. And you know that. People in this room right now know. You live for Jesus. You're not always treated so well. Now, Jesus is keeping great score. Not that he's a scorekeeper. He's like, way to go, Jacob Bow, way to go, Rich Book, way to go, Mark, way to go, Shaughnessy, way to go. You guys keep going. I see you. I'm blessing you. He loves, and he sees, and he blesses, but people don't always do this so well for us, and so he says, then he says this to them, and do not fear those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, rather fear, whom, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Now, point, I always hear this, I'm like, <gasps> and what he's saying is, you don't know what a bad dude is walking with you. I am God. I love you. If you're going to be afraid of somebody, be afraid of me. That's what your dad used to say. You know, you're afraid of that little bully. You want to be afraid of somebody, you be afraid of me. You don't be afraid of him. I brought you in and I can, yeah, you know how that goes. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And here it gets really, this is talking about sacrifice now. He's talking about the sacrifice, the system, sacrificial system, Old Testament. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from the Father. He's saying, this is nothing. Sparrows are of so little value to people. They poop everywhere. They make a big mess. They do all this kind of stuff. But not one of them falls to the ground apart from the Father. You see a bird hit a one, boom, you hit one in your car, and everybody's laughing. God's like, hey, that's my sparrow. That's my bird. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are worth more. You, you are of more value than many sparrows. The version I love, the, there was an update in this, and it says, do not be afraid. You're worth, than, you're worth more than many sparrows. And Jesus just says this thing, he's just got this thing. And you're like, he's like, see this? Yeah, this oh, man, I love those, but you're worth more than thousands of those. You are of such great value, but we don't always live like that, right? And so he says there's a pattern in the world today, and the pattern of the world is you, are, you, you don't know who you are. We're searching to try to decide or determine who we are, and we chase so many things to try to understand. And if you come from broken places, broken homes, addiction, or something like that, you start to understand that even deeper, and all of us battle with brokenness in our lives, and we understand trying to find value and worth. It's inherent in us. We're trying to find who we are. 
And so worth, just a couple of things about worth. It's look, the, the, the challenge for us is that we're looking for, I'm looking for my worth in a society that devours everything beautiful and lovely. This thing that you love so much, you can't wait to be a part of. You get up in the morning, it's like, I got to go to school. I got to go to work. I got to go to grocery. I got to go. I got to go to the mall. I'm gonna, and, but, but, but the very thing you're going to and the thing that you're a part of, and we dress up and try to look good, that is the thing that is devouring so much because it's pressing us into something. So we say, does a healthy alternative exist? Is there another way? Is there something else I could do? Is there another way that I, I wouldn't look around and just try to find my worth? We're going to talk about some of that. But first, a couple of things about a, wor- a couple of words we're going to use today. We're going to use the word worth. going to use the word value. Okay? Now, we have some uh, language arts teachers in here. Um, the words are in- interchangeable, but they're not synonymous. I was going to give you a great lesson on that, but I thought maybe it isn't the time for that. Interchangeable. The two work together well, but they don't mean exactly the same thing. Joanne, am I doing all right so far? Good. Kristen's not in here to crack the whip, so thanks, Joanne, for helping me with that. So, so here's, here's a couple of things about worth for me. Things that people value, remember, value worth, that I don't. Scent and hand sanitizer. No. I don't want any part of that stuff. I have a little bit of scent thing going on all the time. You pull that stuff out in a van or somewhere else, and I need to throw up. I mean, it makes me so, I get like spike, a migraine immediately. And it's so bad. As soon as it starts to waft through the air, Sean, we've been doing this for years, right? It's in our rules. Don't bring hand, scented hand sanitizer. Jamie's going to cry and curl up, and we're going to have to hold him all the way there and all the way back. I don't like scented hand sanitizer. And who would even have olives or anchovies on pizza? Nobody. Zero, right? I understand. I'm with you there. Don't like it. Most Italian food, not doing it. I mean, I love, my wife and daughter love Italian food. I'm not a tyrant. Olive Garden has a really nice ravioli. That's what I do because they like it. And I don't like LED headlights. I mean, I don't. They're so bright. You know, I had this detached retina thing going on and, on, and then it's like, hey, let's introduce all these brightest lights in the world. Shine them at Jamie when he's driving. Don't like them. But then there are some things about me that I do like and you may not like. I really like hiking. I love hiking. As a matter of fact, I love getting out and doing things. And some of my friends like it as well. A round of golf. Always like golfing, but sometimes I just like going by myself. That's not for everybody. Like, why would you golf by yourself? Well, number one, nobody knows when you're cheating. And number two, I'm kidding. It's good to spend time with God alone, right? I love long drives, even all-nighters. I think about need to breathe. I need somewhere I can drive all night out into the darkness. Follow the headlights, man. Who's going to be with me? Let's go. And I really like vision. I mean, I really, really, really like vision. And I got to tell you, you don't appreciate it like you should. Because you really, really, really should appreciate it. A little skiing accident here, there, or whatever. And all of a sudden, you don't know what's going on. Finding worth where it ain't. Okay? I said ain't for Joanne and Kristen and them, because I don't find my worth in you figuring out whether or not I speak properly. Finding worth where it ain't. We look for our worth in all the wrong places, and we know that, like this. How much stuff do you have anyway? And how proud are you to have it? Can't wait to, and how many times I've heard this, and don't take offense to this, but man, if we had this, we could have the church. We could do for church. We could go for, just say I want it. <laughs> just say I want it, and you're going to get it. 
But possessions, man, so many of us, the car we drive, the house we live in, the place where we live, what kind of shoes, what kind of clothes, everything has so much to do. We find our value, our worth. And if you think about why, why that is a dangerous thing, one, because all of these things I'm going to mention in a minute is going to be dead. None of this stuff is going to last. It's all going to decay. You walk outside of the church building here in a moment. This church is not that old. The, the, the sidewalk's cracking, right? It just, nothing lasts in this life. And so if you find your, your, your worth in possessions, it's not going to last long. It's not going to be valuable. And plus, they give you nothing in return. All of these things on this list, just take and take and take. How about appearance? You guys look nice today. I'm not going to lie to you. You look really, really good. Um, but... What about those days you don't look so good? And what about do you, do this, this appearance? Am I doing this so that, I mean, that you approve of it? So that you, man, every now and then I say a picture, I'm like, wow, is that really? Just let me go back to the lie in my head, okay? It's much more suitable for me. We can't find your worth in a period, but we do. We chase success. And, all, and it just devours us because we think if I could get to this place, then I would be. And you know how quickly it only wants more. I've done really well with this, done really well, but I feel so empty. And the stories are everywhere of, of doctors, um, nurses, actors, actresses who get to the pinnacle, athletes get to the pinnacle, and they so, are so lonely that some of them take their lives. They're like, I thought this would be different. I thought if I could get here, it would be so different. Friendships, I'm valuable because of, because of my friend group, because what I give to them, what they get to me, if I could just have better friends, deeper friends, whatever friends, if I could have those friends. Comparison, that's a tough one. The, the, the call in this one is so often we wrestle in comparing ourselves to people that we might be better than, Right? When we get on social media, Instagram, it's like, oh, man, my life is not what I thought it would be. So either compare ourselves to people that we, we, we end up being much better than, or we see that we're not at all, and so we devalue ourselves. It's so tough. The only healthy comparison is Jesus. We, we fell always, right? Social media, business, you see how this unfolds. Finding worth in your bank account. Look how much money. And here are, here are uh, top eight items people collect that are of value for trading or gaining value as they age. This is interesting to me. It's funny. Coins, of course, coins. Currency, kind of the same, not, but stamp collections. Does anybody collect stamps? I need to know before I say something that's going <laughs> to cause me from. Why? Why would you collect stamps? One of, the, one of the neatest things somebody did for me one time, oh, I hope she's not listening to this today. A, a, a girlfriend her mission was graduating. Very helpful, wonderful, um, just wonderful team player. We got very close. A lot of people did with her. And when she graduated, she gave me a stamp, stamp collection. And I didn't know what to say. I didn't even know it about her. She was just very busy, always helpful, just a normal, everyday person. And then when she graduated, she's like, I have a gift for you. And I afford it. And it's a stamp collection. And I, listen, I think it's awesome. I just don't understand. I don't know what to do with it, you know? So I just set it up. I'm like, cool, stamps. But if that's you, I'm not laughing at you. I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, you don't understand me, the value of stamp collecting. It's amazing. And they're so good at it. But I just don't. And so tell me afterwards. Don't be mad at me. I just don't get it. 
trading cards. I don't want this one either. I mean, always buying cards, baseball cards, everything. I'm like, I'm just going to go play baseball. I didn't have enough money to buy cards. I'm just going to go play. I have friends who have stacks and stacks. I'm sure Cody does right now, so sorry. But there are so many, you know, like guys who just are so good at collecting things like that. Think about baseball, Pokemon, Magic the Gathering. I mean, I know I'm hitting all there like, I'm, I don't like you anymore, Jay. I don't get it, okay? Sports memorabilia, uh, vintage and antique toys, comic books, vinyl records, all this stuff. People collect it, and they love it, and they find value in it. And it's awesome. And it's weird. We're weird people. Come look at what I collect. You'd be like, are you serious? What, what is that anyway? And so, so the struggle for finding our identity is deep. Lecrae would say, I'm not the shoes I wear. I'm not the clothes I buy. I'm not the house I live in. I'm not the car I drive. I'm not the job I work. You can't define my worth by anything or by nothing on God's green earth. My identity is found in Christ. So, so in, with that thinking, you know, as we step a little deeper in this, let's talk for just a moment how worth is determined because it's important. In order to understand who you are, and why you think like this, it would be important to understand the why of all of those kinds of things. So here's some things about worth. You can get online, you can find something, find a treasure or anything else, and someone, there's someone out there who can tell you. They will say, this is worth that much. I don't watch this show, but some people talk about it, and every now I'm clicking through, I'm like, okay, so I guess I'll watch it. For like two minutes, oh, wow, that little vase is from the... Ming Dynasty back in, wow, I thought it was just, uh, you know, I mean, who knew? Who knew there was value in that? And so here's what I would say to you, worth definition. The value of something is measured by its qualities for, or its qualities or by the esteem in which it is held. And here's, here's worth, right? Worth. The value of something is measured by its qualities or by the esteem in which it is held. This is worth, Right? Now, hang on with me, because we're going to talk about those two words that are interchangeable, and then I want to give you a really good working definition of worth or value. Value, the amount of money that something is worth, the price or cost of something. So you have worth, esteem, value, money. Here is what I want you to know about worth. Value is determined by the price one is willing to pay for something. Value is determined by the price someone is willing to pay for something. And here's what I want to tell you. If your worth or value is, if you are trying to find it in that list of what we said a while ago, your job, your work, your uh, same thing, your bank account, your house, your whatever, success, friendships, and everything else, I need to tell you, it is paying nothing for you. It has no value in you. All of that is about your value to it. It needs and wants your full attention, and it gives you nothing in return. Not a value. You say, my bank account gives me something. Uh, yeah, till it's empty. My job gives me, yeah, until you lose it. My friends get, yeah, but they can be gone. Do not confuse yourself with true value, and this thing just happens to work really well for me right now. Because life doesn't always work like that. And if you live, you know, a year or two or three, you know exactly what I mean. 
So value is determined by the price someone is willing to pay for something. Jesus understood. You know Jesus is coming up. We're here, right? So we need to talk about it. He knew his worth completely. Listen to some of the things he says. He knew he was God's son. This was not a confusing thing for him. You know, we ask, are you a child of God? I, oh, I, um, not you, uh, you know, I prayed that one time. Well, I was baptized once. I struggled. I sinned that one time. Well, Jesus knew he was God's son. And scripture is really clear. You can know it too. He knew he was God's son. He had, his worth was settled. And here are the reasons why. He knew he, that, God was, that God always hears him. Remember when he's praying for Lazarus to come out or when he tells Lazarus to come out and he prays beforehand? He said, God, you know, I'm just asking you. We're getting ready to tell him to come out. I know you hear me. I know you always hear me. I mean, he says this to God. I know you hear me. It's just like you're talking to any other friend. Someone says, hey, I mean, song, you know, hey, love you. I know you do. I know you love me. That's not lost on me. Jesus is like, God, I know you always hear. And my, I mean, and then he says, I'm just saying it for these guys <laughs> so they can understand we are so tight. We are so good. He and the Father are one, and he says it often through Scripture. We are the same, we're the same, we're the same, we're the same. When you see me do something, you see God do it. He knew that his Father would do whatever he asked. Isn't that, don't you, do you see value? God is eternal. God is eternal, and Jesus is on this planet talking to the eternal one who breathed life, who created himself in Mary's womb, who's the only one who can speak what real value is, because it's beyond it. And he says, he gives me whatever he asks. He knew, he knew his true identity was servant. Now, here's a powerful thing. Do you know who you are? It's a powerful question we'll talk about in a minute. Because if you do, then you're on your way to understanding worth. He knew he didn't belong here. Okay, now we're talking real worthy stuff. So he served well, but didn't get stuck. Remember when the disciples show up at the Last Supper and they're all talking about who's going to be the greatest? I'm going to be the greatest. No, you're going to be the great. I'm going to be the great. No, I'm going to be the greatest. They're haggling over all these. I'm the right guy. No, Logan's the right guy. No, Jacob's the right guy. No, we're the. I mean, we know how this works, right? Who's going to get this done? And they all walk in, and it's custom and right to serve and to love and to do. And so what would be natural would be to wash one another's feet, and they don't do it. And you know what Jesus does, right? The Holy One of God, God himself in the flesh, gets up, wraps a towel around him. Scripture says he knew he had come from God, knew he was going to God, so he got up and washed the disciples' feet. Why? Not in spite of their attitude, not in spite of their jerky behavior, not because he was taking the high road or he was a better man. Save me from all that humble bragging. I'm just going to take the high road. No, no, you're not. You're taking the low road. You just sound like you're taking the high road. Come on. Jesus did not take the high road. He humbled himself and washed the disciples' feet. He did not get stuck in this mess, thinking his value was going to be others serving him. Get what we're saying here? You don't think his value was his success or his job or his clothes or whether or not people followed him. If you were waiting for people to follow you, you're in a sad spot, man. You serve Jesus. If people want to be with you, they'll follow you. And if they don't, he'll take care of you. Keep moving. And so for us then, 
the question. We understand there's a lot of things we try to find our worth in. That's all the barrage of things we're trying to talk about at the beginning. Then we understand that Jesus understood fully who he was. So how do we find true worth and live into it? 10th Avenue North, who I love very well, would say, don't you know who you are and what's been done for you? You're more than the sum of your past mistakes. Right? You're more than the, all of these things they go through. And, and, and it tries to remind you, you've been remade. You've been chosen. You've been picked. You're honored by God. You're loved by him. He knows exactly who you are. He knows everything you've ever done, why you did it. He knew what you were thinking when you were doing it. He knows all of that. And he died for you, not, because, not in spite of your junk, but because he knows who he is and he made you and he loves you. That's where real worth is found. How, how can you find worth? Well, I mean, you go paint something, your masterpiece, right? And it's good. What do you do with it? Well, you hang it up somewhere. You build your house or you, you do something that you think is awesome. You hang it up and then you take care of it and you look out for it. And God is like, you're my masterpiece. And you get all messy sometimes. But I love you, man. I'm doing whatever I can to, and, and he can do everything, to make all of this right. So let's talk about this for a minute. Back to this. And do not fear those who can kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can kill both body, destroy, destroy both body and soul in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are worth more than many sparrows. I say this, and I know it, it like resonates in our hearts, right? I know it resonates. It resonates with me. But the deal is somewhere we have to step deeper into that. So let's cover a few things, okay? Remember, value is determined by the price one is willing to pay. So let's watch what Jesus did here. In Romans 5, Paul's writing about the sacrifice of Jesus. And he says, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely would anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man, some might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. Tell me somebody that's going to pay more for you than their life. Tell me somebody who's going to give more to you than their life. Not for you to join them, but if you never change. I love you so much. You're so valuable to me. If you never get this right and you never care, I still love you this much. If you go to your grave never chasing me, caring for me, looking at the blessings and the hope, I pray that's not true. And that's what he says to God right in the prayer, you know, make them one. Help, us, help them chase this thing. But if you don't, I still love you. And I would still die for you because you are so valuable to me. And only God can look at us as a, as a, in, in a corporate way and say all of you and make it very personal because it's true. Just you. Only you. Yes, everyone. And yes, just you. And you say, I, I, I know, but I, it's hard to believe, right? I know what I live like. I know what I do. I know how I'm constantly trying to find my value everywhere else, and I get defeated, and I don't want to stand up and be what I'm called to be because I just feel so yuck. It's a uh, it's a blah, you know. I can make a few other sounds, but probably don't want to hear those. So let's talk then about some places he can make it very clear for us. If you have your phone, take, snap some of these uh, slides real quick. Get your phones out. Take some pictures here. Come on. Let me see you move. 
You're going to want to see these another time. I am a child of God. In Galatians 3, he reminds us, you are a child of God. In Romans 8, I am a co-heir with Christ. Can, I, can, you, can you understand about value? That this, is, this is with Jesus. Not, it's not like I'm Jesus' stepbrother. I am co-heir. I am free to be all that God has called me to be in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. All these called me to be, I can be all of that. I am chosen, 1 Peter 2, right? I am God's masterpiece anointed to do great things in Ephesians chapter 2. I am loved by God, Isaiah 54 and John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. You need to know these things. You can't always be sitting at church. You can't always get to a phone and ask. I am the image bearer and image bearer of the one true God. Genesis chapter 1. He made us in his own image. My past does not determine my future, 2 Corinthians 5. If anyone's in Christ, you're new. And there ain't nobody that gets to have a say about that. I am redeemed, Ephesians chapter 1. I am forgiven, John 1, 9. That's a good one, by the way. Ephesians chapter 4, the scripture says if we're walking in the light, and if this is 1 John, if we're walking in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship with one another, fellowship with one another. And as the blood of Christ cleanses us, present tense of all sin. It's active. We're together, and he's on the move in what we're doing. And, I mean, Psalm 139, Jacob Bo calls me the other day, man, I was just going through Psalm 139 the other day. That's so powerful, man. I am fearfully and wonderfully made, Right? Christ in me is more powerful than anything of this world, right? Greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. Patterns. This stuff is a really big deal, but a little bit more, okay? I want to say a couple of more things because here's the thing. It's, it's, it's really cool to hear and see in Scripture and see on a, on a slide how, how much this stuff should matter to me. But what does it look like in everyday life? I'm not just breathing in scripture and breathing out scripture all the time. I'm living somewhere and I have to live in real life. So here's, here's what I want to share with you about that real quickly. Okay, in finding worth through Jesus, here's where this gets really practical, okay? Number one, you have incredibly incredible inherent worth just because God made you. He doesn't make garbage. He didn't make you and go, oh, we need to do something different next time. It wasn't his thought. He made you, and Psalm 139 will tell you, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You have, you have been given unconditional, you are loved unconditionally, unconditional love, as in there is nothing that you could do to earn it, nothing you could do to hang on to it. Grace not getting what you deserve and mercy getting what or grace getting what you don't deserve you know what I'm talking about mercy not getting what you do deserve this unmerited favor and this not getting this unconditional love and he's calling us to be those who live into that and the more that you find yourself receiving that and not doubting that accepting as your true identity you'll start living it more with others and when you can start living it more with others you start realizing man I am incredibly valuable service and humility here's a battle man jesus's true identity says that he is servant that he did not come to be served but to serve and all of our system is set up to get served to be served 
And one of the reasons we struggle in our worth is we're not doing, anybody, we're not doing anything for anybody. We're not doing anything for anybody. It's always back at me. What do I get out of this? What's going to happen? Don't you know I need sleep? Don't you know I got this going? Yeah, Jesus did too. He had heaven and he gave it all up to be here. And an eternal perspective. If you want to find deeper worth, you got to step into this two worlds at the same time. One, yes, I'm here, but I'm not staying here. I'm going to be with him one day. And I got to keep that in mind. There's something deeper than this right now. It's a huge deal. It's powerful for all of us. And then the community. I mean, where else do you get this, right? I mean, the world offers you, what have you done for me lately kind of thinking. If you do well, I'll stick with you. If you do poorly, I'm pretty much done with you. If you can be what I want you to be, I'm with you. If you don't, you got to go. And Jesus says, the community that I'm building, the, the, the kingdom that I'm offering, you don't get a divide. You don't get a run. You don't get a quit. You don't get a, oh, then, no, you don't get to be that way. The deal is, if you're not loving, and if they annoy you, then you grow. Then you get more patient. Then you get deeper, and you get stronger. If you don't have the time, then you make time. Your calendar's too full. If you can't serve, you're not healthy spiritually. You don't think, oh, when I get more time. No, it's like something's got to go. Not Jesus stuff. Jesus stuff has gone for too long. The other stuff has got to go. That's the Jesus way. If you don't understand who you are and you don't understand this inherent worth, the idea is not to go ask somebody else who you are. Jamie, could you tell me? No, you get with God. You read Genesis and realize how he made everything. You spend the time. The deal is not that I don't feel worthy because the world won't accept me. I don't feel worthy because the church stinks. Now you don't feel worthy because you're not allowing yourself to breathe deeply of the Spirit of God and then share it with others. It is you. It's not him. Not the old stinky church. It's not the songs that we're singing, old or new or fast or slow. That's not even your preacher, as bad as I am. It's you. You don't feel valuable because you don't feel valuable. You don't appreciate anything, and so you don't appreciate you. You don't value anything, so you don't value you. God made you, and your worth is so incredible. Your value is so deep. What you could offer the world, what you could give to the world, what you could give to this place is stunning. There's no reason the world is in the state it's in, and hope is so lost with you in this place. There's no reason that people aren't encouraged and hopeful with you on this planet because you're incredible. You just don't know it. And nobody can make you be it but you. So this week, would you please determine to believe that you might just be valuable in spite of every garbage, trash thing you've ever done? And I say garbage trash, I didn't expect it to come out like that. You know, it's just here, so let's talk about it. I know me. I know the junk I live in. I know the way that I can do. I know what I've been. And you do too. And we sit back thinking, oh, how dare I? And you're afraid someone will say, how dare you? And that's true. It might be there. And you would say, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I know what Jesus did for me. I'm not trying to get you to be okay with me. He's okay with me, so it's up to you 
to deal with yourself because he's good with me. It ain't anybody else's business. And that is pretty much a serious gospel message for both of us, all of us right there. Let's pray together. God, thank you for this time. I pray that you would encourage us today, man, to see our incredible value and worth in you. Man, so many things are pulling at us from jobs to sports to money to friendships to just want to go do whatever we want to do, God. There's so much less and only take from us. You're the good God. You're the good giver. And we know that you want to give life, not steal our life away. Draw us nearer to you today, and it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Listen, if you want to, um, if you would like uh, the, the, the elders to pray with you, if you wanted to come forward and say, man, I really struggle in understanding who I am. We have some men who, here who would come forward with you, and they would pray and say, I struggle with my value as well. So we'll do this together. And if you've not given your life to God through immersion, they would immerse you today into him, baptism, and you could just walk away like, yeah, I did that today. If you're online and you can't uh, be here, um, and just call one of our elders or Tim or myself, we would be glad to help. But the thing is this, man, that the deal with this invitation call is this. There's only one who died for you. There's only one who loved you so much he lived perfectly for you. There's only one interceding to God for you. It is Jesus, and he loves you. Whether you do something today or another day, that's up to you. Just move toward him. Whatever you desire, when you come as we stand and sing. I am resolved no longer to linger, charmed by the world's divine. Things that are higher, things that are nobler, these have allured my sight. I will hasten to Him, hasten so glad and free. Jesus, just
morning, everyone. It's good to see you all here this morning. If you're visiting with us, um, we're happy that you're here. And uh, stick around a little while afterwards. As Jamie mentioned, I'll talk more about it here in a minute. But we've got a, uh, we've got a special day today um, when we can all stay and um, visit with each other and fellowship and eat together. So that's always, uh, always a fun time. So um, if you didn't get a chance on your way in, make sure you pick a bulletin up on your way out. Um, there's a lot of, of prayer requests there. I've got a few that I'll uh, talk about here and some additions to that as well. But I know that, uh, and there's, there's a lot of other information in there that I probably won't do justice to that you probably need to get uh, some more uh, details about. So um, on our prayer request, uh, Wayne uh, had planned on coming home from Colorado this, this week. Um, that didn't work out. He's uh, still in Colorado. Uh, in uh, some treatment for his for his broken hip. So make sure and continue to pray for him and Irma Lee and their family. Uh, make sure that uh, you continue to remember them. I think the plan is right now, tentatively, for them to be home or to head home uh, this coming Thursday or to fly back this, this coming Thursday. So make sure and continue to remember them in, in your prayers, and especially Wayne as he's uh, trying to heal up. I did get a chance to talk to him on the phone. Uh, earlier this week, so it was good to hear his voice and uh, and know that he's on the mend. So, um, the family of uh, Butch Lallaton, some of you all know him, um, and that family from our connection with Woodfield, Woodsfield um, through the youth and and through other things going on in some family with Jesse being from there and and, and other people too. Um, but uh, be praying for that family. Butch passed away this week, and uh, I know that they would they would uh, appreciate your prayers. Um, for, uh, for Pam Carell, Pam Carell, I got, I got word this morning, is actually in surgery right now for diverticulitis. So um, she's not with us this morning, and I'm sure that, uh, I'm sure that she would appreciate our prayers. Uh, but she is currently in surgery this morning um, for diverticulitis. Also, Sue, Sue Esman, Larissa Gracial's mother, had surgery for the same thing early, maybe earlier this week, and she's waiting on some further testing from that. So make sure and remember Pam and, uh, and Sue Esmond in your prayers as well. So um, a lot of different things coming up. Spirit Fest is coming up the uh, November the 17th through the 19th. Um, there's a sign-up sheet out there uh, in the foyer for that. Um, that'll be here before we know it. Also, next, next Sunday is our Veterans uh, Video Tribute. So if you haven't had a chance to get updated pictures or add pictures to that video um, and presenta presentation, there's instructions there in the bulletin as far as where you can go to upload those. And Jacob is here this morning. You can uh, make sure and see him if you have some that you want to just get in there manually. So that's next Sunday morning. Uh, we'll have our, our Veterans Day tribute um, November the 12th. Our Thanksgiving service is right around the corner. That'll be November 26th. Uh, we've already got uh, three guys that have committed to that, and we've got about three or four others that are kind of on the hook trying to decide uh, if that's going to be a, a good thing for them this year or not. So be praying for that, and we'll, uh, we always look forward to that, but that's going to be a great day. That's on November the 26th. Um, the uh, item for Midwestern Children's Home this month is soup. Um, we always do a great job of filling up that container back at the Welcome Center, so make sure and bring soup in for the uh, Midwestern Children's Home uh, item this month. 
And then last but not least is our, uh, is our fellowship meal today. Um, we are, uh, I don't want to say celebrating, but because, uh, well, I guess we could celebrate them, but um, we're saying goodbye to Jordan and Therese Jones this morning. Um, and if you don't know Jordan and Therese, they're sitting right here in the front. If you haven't had a chance to meet them or get to know them, um, that's your loss. So um, great people, um, great uh, it's been great to have them here. Um, they are leaving this coming weekend to go down to Alabama to be with family. And so we're kind of honoring them with today um, and our fellowship meal over in the fellowship hall. We'll have that just shortly. If you noticed when you came in, there's a big yellow sign laying out in the foyer. If you didn't get a chance to sign that, make sure that you get a chance to sign that on your way out. We'll make sure that they um, have that framed and put on their wall in their new house down in Alabama. I know that they'll appreciate that. And knowing Jordan and Charisse, um, it would probably be mean a lot more to them for all your little kids and all the young ones to sign that than to have my signature on it. So make sure that you um, do that on the way out. So immediately following worship this morning, we will have our, uh, our fellowship meal. Josh just gave me the thumbs up, said things are ready. So here in about 10 or 15 minutes, We'll start with that. Um, we'll let our more experienced members uh, get a head start on that line, and then we'll kind of fill in behind them. So as we depart here this morning, I'm going to give a blessing for the food as well as dismiss us in prayer. And then here in about 10 minutes, we'll start with that over there once we have everything ready. So, And if I missed anything, I'm sorry, but uh, we'll try it again next time. So let's all stand now, and we'll be dismissed. <clears throat> God, it truly is good to be here today. Um, thank you for uh, your love, and thank you for your blessing. Thank you for the time that we can come together with our community, dear Lord, with the people here of Sunshine, that we can uh, fellowship with each other, we can love on each other, we can eat together, and we can just have a good time. Especially thank you for Jamie for his lesson this morning on worth. We know that we are worthy. Thank you so much for the time that we spent around the table this morning and for Dale's words and scripture. Uh, dear Lord, and the time that we get to spend together is just awesome. It's amazing. Thank you for the way that you love us and for the food that we're gonna, going to partake in here in just a few minutes. Dear Lord, I pray that it nourishes our bodies, and I thank you so much for the blessing of providing for us. We love you, and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh, I forgot one thing real quick. Everybody should have had one of these, and it's laying right in front of me. See, I got all caught up in everything. Everybody should have had one of these in their bulletin. Um, this is our new directory is now in an app and online, and there's really good instructions in the, on that piece of paper on how to do it. I went on and logged in onto my app when I got here this morning. It's beautiful. You'll love it. So make sure and get that loaded on your, uh, that's up and running now, the new church's bulletin directory. You're dismissed. <laughs>